afternoon, morning, evening, absolutely everybody. I hope you're all absolutely fantastic. I hope you're having a fabulous Monday so far if you're listening to this on a Monday. This is, a, this is part two, isn't it? No, not part two, take two. Take two. I yeah. hadn't started the recording. Reggie had started back. It's been a very chaotic start to a podcast episode. It is, but the most important thing is, Phil, that I'm comfy. That that the most important thing in life? <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah. Mm. At 34, nearly 35 weeks pregnant... Yes, it I'm, is. I, if anyone's interested, I'm comfy as well. Oh, God. Don't think anyone cares, but I'm if comfy. If you didn't see on my Instagram, here's an interesting fact for you. This week, we found out that... I'm, We're having twins? No, stop <laughs> it. Um, I'm currently carrying £10, 3 ounces of babies. There'll be more than that. They'll have grown since then. Well, yeah, because we've got... How long have we got left? Two, about two and a half weeks? 18 days from today. But so if we suddenly out. disappear off podcasts, we're going with the flow a little bit with it. We're just yeah. going to see what happens. See we if we plan can to carry on. Them. Like We plan to carry on. We're still going to be here. But if you're like one Monday, you're like, where's the episode? There's a good chance we've had babies. Yeah. Good chance. <laughs> Probably been here. I mean, we are booked in for the... Is it the Thursday or the Wednesday? 26th of the Thursday. So chances are you'll get one that week. Yeah. As long as they don't come early. So we'll record it. and you'll then it'll not be... get, There'll be a gap then for a few weeks. Well, no, you might get one the week after. Because if we, we generally record it in the week. So like if we record it on in the week and you're fine. You might have one on that Monday, even though we had the babies three, four days ago. The week after, I couldn't tell you. Fingers crossed is what I'm saying. Pray for sleeping babies and you might get a podcast. Mm. I think we should bring them to the podcast, to be honest with you. They if might have sleeping, some useful yeah, insight. That's fine. Guarantee they've got more useful stuff to say than I do. Get one of the... We've got a sling each. Just strap them to us. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> this, honestly, this oh, parenting thing, easy work. You just offended a load of parents. Yeah, well, you fill fill on the next choice. podcast. Offence <laughs> is a choice. If you want to be offended by that, if you want to be offended by a guy who isn't a parent yet saying parenting is easy, that's your choice. <laughs> Clearly, I have no idea what I'm doing yet. I can't even change an app yet. Like yeah. people are talking about, like, oh, do you think this is going to be difficult. Is that going to be difficult? Neither of us have ever. I'm not that happen. far in yet. I can't change an app. It like forget the sleepless nights and all that difficult stuff. I don't know how to take an app off. Wipe a baby's bum and put an nappy back on. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but I'm going to have tons of practice. You're probably doing that before me as well if I have a C-section. Mm. By the time you come round, I am going to be like smashing it. I'm going to know exactly how to do everything. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope so. Because if I don't, there'll be two of us. We're struggling <laughs> then. We'll work it out. Anyway, this week is not about how to wipe a baby's bum. Which Although probably, someone could tell us. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, if you could do a podcast on it. Right, any listener, if you fancy doing a podcast on it, that'd be great for that us. That being said, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Sorry, I know you were about to start, but we were talking about the... You apologising to me? Yeah, because... I thought you were apologising to the listeners. For I'll apologise to anyone. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how on the way to pick up Reggie, yeah. when we got Reggie... Um, oh yeah. Neither of us had ever like held a puppy or been around a puppy really, oh, and I was right. like googling how to pick up a puppy. How to pick up and hold a puppy? Because mm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I literally stood out the car, and the guy we were buying it off already had him in his hands and mm. literally put him into my arms. And I was like, oh okay, that's how we're doing it. This then. is how you do it. And yeah. I genuinely think that having a child, and I, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts about this. It's all winging it. Like, it's got yeah. to be, like, I'm not being funny, but, like, it's got to be mainly winking it. <laughs> winking it. Winging it. I, we're definitely winging in this, um, the recording of this episode, by the way. Have you seen the camera angle currently? I was just thinking that, yeah. We're off it's again. It's very wonky. We're off. Um, 
Yeah, it's um that is not much better, Phil. What is um, it? Um there you go. I'm tightening it. Yeah, so if anyone could give us any tips on just like I mean, I feel like at the minute it's more like how do I pick up two babies at once? Like that's the kind of level that I'm like wanting to Google. Is that I'm not gonna Google that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll work it out. Alright. Anyway, episode 133. Yeah. How to lose weight without putting pressure on yourself to lose weight. And I think this one, if you have done any kind of slimming club, this is where they're thinking. Not just the one that from. sounds like that name either. All of the slimming clubs. All of the slimming clubs. Anything that requires you to stand on some scales and be clapped or ridiculed for the result um, is um, probably where this kind of level of thinking comes from. Um I know there's, like, when you do various different diets and stuff, it tends to be, like, telling you how to eat and stuff like that. But, like, I feel like the level of thinking around losing weight is definitely that kind of slimming club vibe, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's like, put yourself in these kind of situations. You've probably said one of these, if not multiple of these to yourself. I must lose a stone this month. Have to lose two pounds this week. I need to lose a dress size before a Christmas party. Without that pressure, I don't get started. And that is your potential current belief. It might be something that you're working through. It might be something that you can actively see yourself doing already right now. And you believe that that is the thing that is going to get you to where you need to be. We're going to challenge that today. Yeah, because I think it's fair to say that you're not wrong. It does get you started. Like when you say, right, that's it, this this is it, I'm starting this week, I'm going to I'm gonna lose two pounds a week every week for X amount of weeks. And you tend to, we've spoken about this before, you, we turn weight loss into maths. It's like, right, well, I want to lose 36 pounds. So if I lose two pounds a week every week for 18 weeks, I've lost 36 pounds. Then you get excited. So I'm like you've already achieved it. But that's totally normal, isn't it? You get that mm. dopamine hit of, I've done it. Like, this, this is going to be really simple. I just lose two pounds a week and I've done it. Um, and it does get you started. But it's that level of pressure... And something even more important, which I'll come on to in a second, that actually stops you achieving that result. It stops you being consistent throughout the process. Because you're like, right, I need to lose two pounds every single week. Even though realistically, it's not that you don't think you can do it. And it's not that it isn't achievable. But it, and this is going to be a weird word to use, but it's an inappropriate goal. It isn't appropriate for what you want to achieve for two big reasons. Number one, you probably want to keep the weight off once you've lost it. So you probably want to lose, let's say it is 36 pounds and you wanted to lose that in the next 18 weeks. You would probably want to keep that off afterwards. What are you going to do in week 19? Like, what are you going to do? Think about that for a second. Because if in week 18, you lose that final two pounds, what, what's, what's week 19 all like? How's that going to be different from everything you've done? Are you just going to stop doing what you was doing? Because if that's the case, the weight's going to come back on. Are you going to go in a different, are you going to use a different method? Because that might take three months to, to learn and the weight will come back on. This is why it's really important that it isn't just about I'm just going to lose two pounds every week because what we've always got to remember is well, what do you do when you've achieved that goal? And the second reason that it is what I would describe or what we would describe as an inappropriate goal is you don't have 100% control over the outcome. So you might lose a stone this month. That is a goal that is achievable. You might lose two pounds this week. That is also a goal that is achievable. And you can definitely lose a dress size between now and the Christmas party. Like, all those things are achievable. Please do not think we're sat here saying, oh, you can't do that too much. It isn't. They are 100% achievable. The challenge is the fact that you can't control that. 
Like you can't control that two pounds is going to come up this week. You might lose three. You might lose one. It doesn't really matter that much if you're doing the right things, which is what we're going to come on to in a second. But it's pretty much like saying, do you know what? If it rains tomorrow, I'm giving up on this weight loss journey. I'm giving up. If it rains tomorrow, that's it. I'm giving up. Because you don't have any control over that either. You have about as much control over the weather as you do how much actual weight in body fat that comes off your body. Yeah. Sorry to be blunt. No, it, I, it is. And I think um, a really nice example of this, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me share Claire's story recently. Now, Claire did her little six-week update that we do with clients every six weeks, and she said that in September, she's lost 13 and a half pounds without a weight loss target or a calorie target. Now, this is because we took the pressure off the number and started to focus on the daily actions and the process that she needed to go through um, in order for that to happen. Now, there was obviously a lot, a ton of work that we've done beforehand before her getting to this point and being able to do that. Um, like we've been working, working together for a while, I'm not going to hide that, that fact. But it's the fact that all of that has started to click in place at this point. So the first thing that we did was take away the calorie counting and the rules and the restrictions around food. We focused on her simply planning food every single week because that was a big thing for her. She knew that if she planned her food for the week, she was able to make the decisions she wanted to around food. And then if she spent that time to think about the food choices that she wanted to make, she was able to be bang on with her food quality. And what I mean by food quality is like meals that have got a nice balance. So like protein in there, some veg in there, some carbs in there, some fats in there. So it's a nice balanced meal that keeps her full and means that she is giving her body what she needs, but also she's got control of the portion size. We also made sure that she included social occasions as part of the plan, um, rather than us feeling like we needed to cut those out. So we, we took away a load of rules and a load of stuff that was unnecessary and made that social occasions part of the plan. And then that allowed her to be more consistent with her food choices then and ultimately making sure she was enjoying the food she was planning in because if you're not enjoying it, you're going to find something else to eat. <laughs> I think as well, something that's really important to mention here is the fact that if you are someone, and this is probably everybody who's listening to this episode right now, you're pretty busy in the week, like you've got a lot on, whether you're a mum or not, Claire is, but even if you're not a mum, but you've got like quite a busy job, you've got a lot on, you've got a big to-do list, tracking calories probably doesn't align with mm -hmm. that. Like, We're not against it, and loads of our clients have used it as a part of their journey, but when it comes to the weight loss side of things, when you're tracking calories, you're ultimately going through every single day, scanning barcodes, weighing foods, logging it into an app, scanning barcodes, weighing foods, logging it into an app. It's tiring to listen to, never mind do. Imagine just sitting down for 20 minutes, start of your week, just mapping out what your week's gonna look like. That is pretty much the same as scanning, weighing, logging, doing all that stuff throughout the week. Except it takes you 20 minutes on a whatever day you decide to do it. We do it on a Thursday, and Claire does it on a Sunday. Clients do it on different days, it doesn't really matter. It's just about knowing that you've then got a bit of a plan of action going to it. You can go on autopilot then. Like, as Jen said, it's super important to have like high food quality, mm -hmm. social events in there, like all these things are really important. But if your choice is to be scanning barcodes and logging them into an app, 
you're basically going to be wasting, I'm going to go as far as saying hours a week, tens of hours a month, hundreds if not a thousand hours a year. Like you ain't got a thousand hours a year. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not staying consistent and this is why this works so well for Claire as well. Yeah. And she's been working on all those little aspects over time and, and breaking down and finding what works for her with that. The second thing, which was a huge thing for Claire, was challenging her relationship with the scales. So as we talked about before, a lot of people come in with this mindset of every week needs to be a weight loss. I must lose this kind of amount of weight, deadlines, targets, goals. Actually, we took all of that away and we moved to, and <laughs> we took a lot of backwards and forwards with this. It wasn't successful the first time. We had to really break down a ton of thinking around this. But um, she started to track her weight daily um, alongside um, all the bits we were doing around food. And she also started to challenge a lot of the diet culture thinking around that in that idea that like up is bad, down is good. Um, that we should always be losing weight, that every single week, we, like we were challenging all that thinking around that so we could build consistency because what we didn't want was what was happening on the scales to impact the decision she was making around that we just wanted to use the scales as some data to be like right okay based on the food that you're eating and the movement that you're doing right now you are losing weight or you are not <laughs> it or, or you're staying the same because once we've got that data we can make some tweaks with that but it took a lot of pressure off clear to do a certain thing but it took a while to really change her mindset around that and how we could get her to think differently and then the third thing we did we built strategies to keep going with the non-negotiables no matter what was happening with her life so for example uh, like we said about the food planning the uh, daily movement her evening routine were kind of three key things for her and what we did was she she went through some really challenging bits over the last few months and we she leaned into that she leaned into me she spoke to me we created um, plans and strategies so that she could still do these things even in the challenging week uh, in the challenging weeks or the more challenging months even and we looked at even looking at things like stress management tools and and how we were reacting to certain situations etc and obviously the result of all of that work that she put in meant that she lost that 13 and a half pounds in four weeks because she did the above not because she said she was going to lose 13 and a half pounds in four weeks and i think it's important to mention if she had have said that and this isn't anything on claire this is just on all of us if we go into a month like i have to lose 13 and a half pounds this week you probably won't and if you do you won't keep it off they're your two outcomes of that. If you go into a month saying I'm going to lose thirteen and a half pounds, you will either not do it, or you will do it, and then you'll put it back on again. And none of us want that outcome. Like absolutely none of us. Everything that we do with clients has a reason behind why we're doing it. It's never just for the sake of it. We don't want people to have a positive relationship with the uh, with the scales to brag about it. Mm. Oh, I've got a positive relationship with scales. Isn't this great? Well, it is. Yeah. But it's also going to allow you to stay consistent so that when you've lost weight, you can keep it off. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't track calories. How great am I? Yeah, it's amazing that you don't track calories, but you've now got a permanent weight loss result and your food quality is better and you've saved yourself hours in the week and you can now navigate social occasions. Oh, I've got all these strategies that mean that I can stay on track all the time. Like, aren't I amazing? Yeah, you are, 
but that now means you've got long-term results. There is a reason behind everything that we do, and it isn't just to look good, although yes, by the end of it, and during it, actually before it, you're all fantastic anyway, but yes, it gives you that sense of that like, achievement, like, I've done it, like this is actually achievable, like 99.99% of people come into body, brain, belief thinking that permanent weight loss isn't possible, and the reason they don't believe it's possible is because they've been told a million and one times that all you have to do is just track your calories, just do your steps, just exercise, you'll lose weight, you'll keep it off. And because it's never worked, it just chips away at that belief that you can do it. So the second we start doing something different, it's like, hang on a minute, this is different from anything I've done, I'm not sure it's gonna work. And once you lean into that, and as Jen says, speak to Jen, leaning into Jen, leaning into the process, doing the things that work, all of a sudden you've lost the weight and you're keeping it off, even though it's different from anything that you've ever done before. Yeah, and I think the thing is now with Claire, it, it's she knows what works for her, she and a question I always ask people when they start to when they get to a point where they are losing weight I always say could you do this for the rest of your life now obviously we don't want to lose weight for the rest of our lives but <laughs> could you lead the life that you're leading for the rest of your lives because if, if a client says no to me then we've not got it right because ultimately the lifestyle and the habits that you want to build throughout this process if you can't see yourself doing them forever in some capacity, then you aren't going to keep that weight off. So I said to Claire, can you do this forever? Are you enjoying the food? Are you enjoying the movement? Are you feeling better mentally? Her answer was yes. And I was like, great. Because all we do now, when you get to the place that you want to do, we just slightly increase the amount of food that we're eating. And then we can maintain. Because we don't need to overhaul our diet again. We don't need to go back to old habits because we're enjoying what we're eating and it feels good and we can enjoy our lives and it's just eating a slight bit more of what we're currently eating. Yeah. A, a way I like to look at it, and hopefully this will resonate with a lot of people as well and will hopefully change a few mindsets, is if, and this is obviously not going to tick the box for everybody because we all weigh different amounts, but let's say, for example, you weighed 100 kilos and you want it to weigh about 70 kilos. Let's just say, use those numbers as random examples. The, the, the process that most people go through is they try to live the life of someone who is about to lose 30 kilos. So you do all the things in order to try to lose 30 kilos. And even if that happens and you get to 70, you now don't know how to stay there because you've previously just lived the life of someone who wants to lose 30 kilos. So if you're doing that at 70, you'll then be 40 kilos. Like, and that's not what you want to be doing. If you're 100 kilos and you start adopting the habits, the routines, the behaviors, the structures, and all of the things that someone who is about 70 kilos does, you'll lose weight, but when you get there, you won't continue losing weight because you're just still doing what you was previously doing. And that doesn't now mean you have to just go and copy someone, but it's more so about looking at is somebody who is maintaining the weight of 70 kilos, are they tracking their calories every single day? Are they forcing themselves to go out and do 10,000 steps every single day? Are they jumping on the scales every single morning and beating themselves up when they've not lost weight and celebrating when they have? No, they're doing none of those things. So why would you need to do them to get there? You wouldn't. You need to do the things that, not that they're doing because it's not as simple as just copying and pasting it into your life, but what are the habits, routines, and structures? Well, they're probably, they've got a lot of structure with food. They're probably planning in the meals that they want to have every week. So they've got, you know, a high level of uh, food quality and so that they can include social occasions because they're not cutting those out either. They've probably got a really good relationship with the body and with the scales and with exercise. So by developing all these things that someone who is 30 kilos lighter has, 
you will then become someone who's 30 kilos lighter. You don't get there by just saying, I want to lose 30 kilos. That's not how it happens because they're no longer, even someone who hasn't lost 30 kilos, someone who's just always been 70 kilos, they've never lived the life of, I need to keep doing all this stuff to lose weight because they might be in a position where they don't want to. So it's just about thinking now, like, what are people who are maintaining weight loss, what are they doing? Because I guarantee they're not tracking calories, they're not forcing themselves to do steps, they don't have a negative relationship with the scales, they're not using the scales to beat themselves up, and they're not using exercise to burn calories, they're not doing all that stuff. So my question is always, why are you doing it? Because that ain't going to get you there. Yeah. Um, and I had another point, but I've forgotten it, so... Let's hope it wasn't that, that important. That'll be that. <laughs> Uh, no, Sorry. but I think I think it is. It's it, it takes time to find those things that work for you, and time to understand what it is. What are those non-negotiables that work for you? What are the things that mentally maybe you need to overcome? What how how do you need to challenge some of the way that you think right now? Like all of the work we do is around habits, routines, mindset that allow you to build a life that you enjoy and enjoy the process because like ultimately Claire I remember my point Claire knows Go on, <laughs> Claire knows that what she's doing now is working so if those scales go up she doesn't need to change anything she just needs to keep doing what she knows is working and if they can continue to go up fair enough like maybe something's changed but in four weeks. But yeah, Not in yeah. four hours. Not <laughs> no. in Monday morning, our scales are going to prepare me to change. Everything, Jen. Everything no. needs to change. That right. For four weeks, things have been... That, and that's the difference. It mm-hmm. really is. You're absolutely right. It is. And like, if if she can now just keep doing what she's doing, she's she's going to be able to start trusting that actually sometimes those scales go up, but they come back down again. And we don't need to change anything. Because I think that's a really big thing. Like, a lot of the time we're, we're bred diet culture-wise to... If the scales go up, things need to change. No. <laughs> if they've been going down consistently, nothing needs to change just now. It, it's a fluctuation and that's natural and that's normal. It means you're so, human, which is good. Yeah, you are an actual normal human. Um. So. Right, Jen, do you want to put me on the spot? Is that where we're up to? I shall put you on the spot. You had a lot of thinking time on this one today, didn't you? I feel like it's not a great question either. Do I know the answer? I was just reflecting on it and thinking, I feel like I really shouldn't have just settled on this question. I feel like it's a bit strange and weird and not actually going to give a very good answer. Right, okay, interesting. Let's go on. But... You're going to go with it anyway, I wasn't very inspired with my question thinking up today. I'm sorry to hear that. No. Do you know anything we can do to change that? No. Right, okay then. We're just going to have to go with the uninspired version. We'll just have to frustrate the lives out of all of our listeners. (laughs) Both of them. So, my question to you is... Hmm. If you could be any supermarket, what supermarket would you be and why? Oh, great question. Oh, I'd 100% be like Waitrose or M&S. <laughs> I'm glad you got where I was going on yeah, my way. That's a it. great question. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Class. What, you don't need to change your questions. You need to change your opinion on your questions. Okay, there we go. Well, Maybe I'm just being a that's little... Good question. Any market? Yeah, I don't want to be an Aldi or a little. I know I shop there, but I don't want to be one. <laughs> uh, I think it's more about like... Although, thinking about it though, being an Aldi, like... Get away with a lot, don't they? Like, they get away <laughs> with a ton. Like they literally just copy everybody else. But that's not me. I don't want to copy everybody else. I want to be like the market leader from the front, like setting the standard. Like people aspire to go there. Like well, maybe they don't. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't actually aspire to go to Waitrose ever. Um, 
Yeah, maybe I need to think about this because I'm changing my opinion very frequently. Yeah, this is my problem. I would quite like to do a shop at M&S one week, though. That'd be exciting. I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes when we pop in, I'm like, this is class. But <laughs> like, this is. Like, when you shop at Aldi every week as well. And let's be honest, one of the big reasons we shop at Aldi isn't even financial. It's just there's less choice. So it just means we you make less choice. We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? It's like, mad. decision for... We have got in Wigan... I think it's one of the biggest Asda's in the country, isn't it? Is it? I'm sure it is. I mean, it is massive. It's absolutely to be fair. huge, and I physically can't shop there because there's just too much choice. Oh, like, when you send me in for something, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna be out like an hour and a half because, like, by the time you've found it, I mean, the bread has got a different postcode <laughs> to donuts. <laughs> it's miles away. It's, it's so, so far away. It's like when Jen's like, oh. Obviously, Jen's nearly 35 weeks pregnant. Yeah, and I can't so, walk very far, and we needed bagels, didn't we? I was literally just going to tell her. So, like, every now and again, so every other day, Jen's like, oh, we need bagels in. I'd love some bagels. And but I'm you like, can't have oh. Aldi bagels because they're terrible. Oh, I know, but bagels are just so. Do you know what's really annoying as well? Just trying to picture this in my head, and I could be wrong, like, no, we probably don't do it. I was going to say we probably live quite close to the bagels, but it's the entrance that's miles away. Like, because <laughs> that corner of Asda, like, if you could. It's do you know what Asda needs? Different entrances. Yes, yeah, so I want four. I want I want different no, checkouts. No, it's trying to help you increase your movement. Different checkouts <laughs> in all four. I want my bagels quicker as well. I want <laughs> different checkouts in all four corners. Yeah. And then uh, an entrance and an exit in all four. Right. That way I can get in. I'll pitch it. You oh, do yeah. that. I can get in. I can get my bagels. I can get out without having to walk past. Although that's why they don't do it, isn't it? They want me to walk past everything, everything else because yeah. then I come out with nine things. But that is the thing, though, isn't it? Because you go in for one item and there's like ten different versions of that item. Whereas in Aldi, it's like, is it this one or this one that you want? And I think that's why we get just, our food shop done so Sometimes quickly. in Aldi, it's just this, this one. one. <laughs> you don't have an option. Like, this is literally it. You are, you're getting this and nothing else. I used to hate Aldi as well. Oh, I love it. I think, honestly, decision fatigue is the reason. Like, I massively rate, I mean, very relevant to this episode, I rate having a plan for the week. I rate knowing what I'm going to eat. But... I don't rate food shopping. Like I don't value it high enough to want to spend hours doing. Yeah, we like, don't I genuinely enjoy it, don't. We? we take genuinely to, from starting writing the, and I could be out a few minutes here, but I reckon from starting when we sit down, we write out what we're gonna have for the week. Then we write down all the ingredients that we then need to go and buy from the shop. Drive to Aldi. Ten minutes there and back. Yeah, it's ten minutes there and back. Doing the actual no, food shop. No, ten minutes. Shop, there, ten minutes back. So twenty minutes. Sorry, yeah, I meant that's what I meant by just Yeah, and I was just clarifying. So yeah, ten minutes there, doing the food shop, ten minutes back, all of that, I genuinely believe we do in under an hour. Yeah. Because the actual food shop, and we've timed it before, we do it in somewhere between fourteen and sixteen minutes, don't we? Very specific. We, we get in and we get it done. We were timed it a couple of times. Every time. So sometimes Phil's mum lives around the corner from the alley. No, she always lives around the corner from the alley. No, she well, doesn't sometimes live. Phil's mum. She's not a loads of different houses. She's not a millionaire. <laughs> Phil's mum does live around the corner from Aldi, so sometimes we'll go and visit her, and if we've got, like, Reggie with us, we'll just, like, leave him there for a bit while we pop to the shop, and we'll come back, like, ten minutes later, and she'll be like, are you done? Have you done the full week shop? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're all done. Finished. But we generally do it. It's just put some time into it. I reckon it takes us 15, 20 minutes to write it, some days slightly longer if we're feeling uninspired and we just can't bother Mm -hmm. doing it, but I'm going to say on average 15 to 20 minutes... 10 minutes to get there, so that's about 25, 30 minutes so far. Uh, a 15 minute shop on average, that's 45 minutes. 10 minutes to get back, 55 minutes. Mm. And we get it put away in about five, 10 minutes as well because it's literally bags on the side, get everything away. And then I genuinely think 
an hour we can from put from writing it down to putting it in the fridge freezer and cupboard i reckon we can do it in 60 minutes and i know everybody else is laughing going ha try and do that with twins yeah it's going to take longer <laughs> about four days i think what will happen is one of us will stay at home with the twins oh, and the other. billion percent <laughs> all of us has because he's got bigger aisles <laughs> yeah that's true you can't get a twin Double pram, pram around there. can't get through front doors uh, i think yeah i think We've that would be on the right burst. tangent here what what supermarket would you be I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not clue. Uh, we're talking about areas of luxury to go in Marks and Spencers, weren't we? I'd be Aldi. You'd be Aldi? Yeah, I love it. Just realised how much I love it. Just after all that. Just love Aldi, yeah. I don't know. Simple. I don't know if I think I'm trying to be Straight forward. Know mm-hmm. what you're getting. Yeah, just like, you just, yeah, I've not got multiple personalities like <laughs> M&S and Waitrose. I'm just me. It's just who I am. Um... Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what I'd do. I'd be, sorry if you can hear me really loudly, my laptop's just gone off. Um, yeah, I think that's who I'd be. Yeah, I think I'd be Aldi, just like in. Uh, although, actually, do you know what? I might tweak my idea. Might be little. They've got a bakery. Who do want a bakery? Very good point. That is one thing Aldi's missing, isn't it? Yeah. Should we do Thursday's food shop a little so we can get a croissant? What do you think? A Wednesday, sorry. Wednesday, we've changed the date. Yeah. Uh, no, because that, froze, that, may, that slows us down then because we don't... We go on autopilot when we go around Aldi and just pick up like bits that we get every we week. Yeah, a 15-minute shop in Aldi is a 45-minute shop in Lidl. Yeah, because you, again, Don't it's know new things. Don't know if you've got fine stuff, you've got new things to look at. Also, the other thing, and this, if you've never shopped in a different shop, you'll not understand me, but if you do, you'll know how difficult this is. The prices are above rather than below. Blows my mind. Only in Lidl? I think it's Lidl, yeah. So like when yeah. I go to buy bread and I look underneath it, I'm like, oh, 73p, I'll get that bread, that's great. When I go in Lidl, the price is above. So if I look below, I'm like, yeah. oh, that bread's 73p. I get to the counter, it's £2.98. Uh, because the price was actually above it that I needed to be looking and not below it. And that in itself I blows feel like my mind. sometimes you do that in Aldi Middle Isle as well. Yeah, they do. They hang it from the ceiling, which annoys me. Yeah. Just hang it down above it. And also, it's weird stuff in that middle of the aisle, like chainsaws and swimming I love pills Aldi and, Middle Isle. That's the know. only thing that slows us down. Yeah, big time as well. Just I love the stuff I don't need. Aisle. Stuff I don't want. It's exciting though, isn't it? Power tools. I love that it changes. It's fun, it really yeah. excites me. Yeah, it is fun. Oh, it's going to be in the middle aisle today. Oh, yeah, we rush there, get them today. <laughs> get them spring onions today. That's only why it takes us 15 minutes. Yeah. Five minutes is spent perusing yeah, is. the middle aisles. Jen, I need this chainsaw. <laughs> Don't need a chainsaw. I do, I need to chop down a piece of wood somewhere. Don't need a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, right, so you've been out there because why? What should you just do? No, Give little. Me... What? No, oh, because you're bakery. I want to be little because. You know what you're getting. Yeah. When you get, like, you know what you're getting. There's, there's not loads of different options. I've not got, like, split or multiple personalities. I'm not nice to some people and then nice to others. Like, I'm not nice to some people and, and nasty to others. I'm just, I'm just who I am. And you know what you're getting. And I'm really cheap. And you've got a bakery. <laughs> and I've got a bakery. <laughs> you've got that extra little pizzazz mm-hmm. over all it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, like... I'm not just like the nice option. I'm the nice option, but with a beard. And you know what they've got when you have kids? You've got the little mini trolleys. They have them even if you've not got kids. You can just wander around with one if you want. I mean... <laughs> if you want. Why not? And they have the baskets that pull along the floor as well. They do. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very different. And it's sometimes they've got wider aisles. I do think that the people in Lidl are ruder, though. I, I mean, we're basing that upon one Aldi and one Lidl. Not two Lidls. Two Littles and two Aldis. There's two of both in Wigan. Is there? Was it yeah. a little? In Pen. That's what I'm on about, was it? Ashton. 
Oh, there's a new one in Ashton. Brand lovely, new one. lovely that one in Ashton. Lovely. Beautiful, shiny floors. <laughs> shiny floors. Bakeries at the beginning, which is clever because you walk in, you're like, I do want a croissant. Oh I didn't know goodness. it, but I did. They're both in Pem and Ashton. Both of those in Ashton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, there's a third little. There's one in the centre of Wigan as well. There, where's that? It's probably another one. Uh, I don't know. Like, near schools. Would never go in that one. That's miles away, yeah. It's miles out. Um, thanks for listening to the map of Wigan Bar. Oh, there. no, there's so many more. Right, we're little. just talking about the one. There's an Aldi in Standish. Is and it? a little in Standish. Oh, the Aldi in Standish is good, isn't it? Yeah, that's oh, the proper quality. That, that is proper upper class Aldi. That's one of those that has been. They may as well plant Waitrose at the top of that. That's not an Aldi, <laughs> that. That's well nice. Well too nice for us. Yeah, you can tell when you're going into a posh area in an Aldi because they've done it up. Yeah, and they've got them screens on the doors. <laughs> like an Aldi in where we are, they just leave everything open. They're not even bothered if your food's chilled or not. It's just like, yo, go on, you just tag all the meat. <laughs> Yeah, tag, yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. You're not getting anywhere unless we unless you take this tag off this meat which is one pound ninety nine. We don't live in the area we shop. We don't. <laughs> just to clarify. But also just to clarify, the area where we shop is where I'm from. <laughs> so thanks, Jen. I was thinking more the pen one, to be for. fair. It's where I live for about eighty percent of my life. And the pen one's worse. It is. It's not like that in the Ashton one. No, it's a step up in Ashton. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. And um, the geography of Wigan for you in yeah. terms of supermarkets. Hope you enjoyed that. That went better than I thought, that question. It was fantastic. Honestly, one of the best questions you've asked. Yeah, thank you. If anybody wants to send in um, your favourite Aldi and Lidl, in fact, just send in what your favourite shop is, that'd be great. I'd love to know. <laughs> um, but other than that, thanks for listening. Have the best week you've ever had and we'll chat to you soon. Ta-ra.